lot of good for Arnie's knuckles, but it did have the desired result. James commenced bleeding from fresh cuts over his eyes as well as from his already busted nose. If this kept up much longer, Arnie thought, the inside of this parlor was going to look more like an abattoir than a fine and fancy bordello. James still hadn't quite caught up with the notion of what was going on here, and Arnie had no intention of letting him make any adjustments either. For as powerful as the man looked to be, Arnie thought it best that he not find himself on the receiving end of too many of the punches that were flying between them. James punched. Arnie weaved and bobbed and ducked. James punched. Arnie flicked his wrists, deflecting James's fists, and responded with hard countering punches of his own. James punched. Arnie danced lightly backward until James ducked his head and plodded forward, only to be met by sudden assaults that left his ears stinging and his eyes full of his own blood. James punched, and Arnie steeled himself to accept some damage to his own hands. He wanted to end this, soon before the bouncer tagged him with a lucky shot. He began concentrating on the shelf of the burly fellow's jaw, hoping to drop him and put him out of the game with a carefully placed right that he would throw with all his weight and leg strength behind it. Give him! the madam was screaming at her employee. Don't let that kid do this to you! James stopped still. He was in the center of the parlor, blood dripping off his chin and his elbows onto the rug. His head was hanging, and after that short flurry he looked exhausted, used up, and worn out. It was obvious he wasn't accustomed to anyone standing up to him. He especially was not used to the idea that anyone who did stand up to him could do so with impunity, the punishment going James's way and not that of the unwelcome customer. James eyed Arnie like a played-out bull, while with slow and deliberate care he reached into a back pocket for a soiled bandana. He shook it out, and then used its folds to clear the blood from his eyes. (laughs) "'Can we talk about this?' Arnie asked. "'Will you at least tell me what's wrong, why you're doing this?' James didn't answer him and neither did Mrs. Baxter. She was still much too busy shouting threats and curses to pay attention to anyone else. Arnie wasn't sure if her fury was directed more toward him or toward the ineffective bouncer who hadn't been able to beat up on what had looked like easy pickings. Not that he supposed it mattered overmuch. James finished wiping his face, stood and gulped deep for some air. "'Are you done, mister?' James didn't answer. He looked at the blood-soaked kerchief, then shrugged and carefully folded it before returning it to his back pocket. But this time, when his hand came forward again, Arnie could see the glint of steel in it. The man had a knife, and he held it like he knew how to use the ugly, scary thing. He held it low, cutting edge upward, and the butt of the haft nestled in his palm— Arnie knew absolutely nothing about knives or how to fight with them. That hadn't been any part of Mr. Thomas's course of instruction. But he knew enough to be scared half out of his wits by the sight of the deadly-looking blade. This fight was turning into something a lot more serious than anything he'd ever experienced before. This fight was not just for fun, not for bragging rights, not even for domination. This fight could be to the death if the bouncer and the screeching madam had their way. Arnie backed away slowly, feeling behind him with his feet before committing his weight, eyes never leaving James, 
more accurately with his eyes never leaving the slowly weaving point of James's knife. The blade had an almost hypnotic effect on Arnie. His mouth had gone dry and his breath was coming short and shallow. There was nowhere behind him to run. James stood between Arnie and the wide double doorway into the foyer. Mrs. Baxter and a dimly perceived bunch of female faces filled the smaller doorframe that led into the back of the house. Arnie was trapped, pure and simple. He figured he knew now what a calf felt like when it faced a good cutting horse. Except the fate of the calf wasn't likely to be half as bad as what James seemed to have planned for Arnie. Lordy, Arnie thought, the single silent word as much a prayer for delivery as it was an exclamation of despair. He backed up hard against an end table beside the sofa where he'd sat earlier. James took a step toward him, then another.